Welcome to Pep Talk, a podcast from the Professional Edge Project. My name is JP Edgington, I'm the head coach and creator of the Professional Edge Project, and in this podcast, I'll be talking about how we can enhance our personal and professional effectiveness, how we can increase our mental resilience, how we can increase our calm, our composure, our confidence, our capacity and our capability, all for the benefit of our professional and our personal lives, since each has an impact on the other. If you like what you hear, I'd love to hear from you. It would be great if you could share it as well. But more importantly, more important than that, if something I cover resonates, then I urge you to take some action off the back of it. Even if it's something small, take some action off the back of it. Information is pointless without application. Thanks in advance. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy days to listen to this, but I really hope that you get some value, you get something that can actually make your lives a bit easier, give you some clarity on your day, give you some more confidence and allow you to go out there and and do what you do best. Let's go. Good morning, Pep Talk, next episode. So this morning I read a, a very interesting and startling uh, statistic um, that 15.4 million working days were lost due to stress, anxiety or depression last year. 526,000 people experienced anxiety, stress or depression and that's the ones that were recorded. You know, those are the things that were actually noted. How many more go unreported? You know, 15.4 million working days lost. But how many more days were negatively impacted where you're only working at 40, 50% of what you're capable of because of stress, anxiety, or, you know, the various forms in which stress comes in? Excuse me. So... I'm going to share with you a little story. So it's a made-up story, but it's based very much in reality. And I'd be very surprised if nobody has ever witnessed or experienced something similar or to some scale or another, to some varying extent or another. So, let's go. Sam heads into work, a deserving cause that's making a real difference. But Sam doesn't enjoy the work as much as they used to. Somewhere along the line, the stress took away or diminished the drive and passion that they once felt for the role. Maybe it's concerns over targets led to the feeling of overwhelm, causing anxiety. That anxiety clouds your judgment makes you short with colleagues and with friends and family, leading to guilt and regret. (coughs) Confidence drops as self-doubt increases. Procrastination and avoidance becomes the default, becomes the norm. Productivity drops. One-to-ones with managers become very uncomfortable and as a result, anxiety increases. And so the loop continues, the pattern continues. But then we start... Sam starts using the narrative, oh, it's just the way it is. 
it's just a stressful job. It's just the way I am. Sam's thoughts turned to making it to the weekend. Survive until the end of the day. Just getting through till lunch. It's about coping rather than delivering, achieving, you know, making good on, 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 on the, the, the job description, making good on the, the reasons why they wanted to work there in the first place. As a result, the deserving course, once so important, now associated with the negative effects experienced. And the thing is, that's a large proportion of Sam's life. We all know we might spend, you know, let's take the average. Let's say we take eight hours and we spend eight hours a day at work. You know, that's a large proportion, almost a third of our life is spent at work. And if we're spending that and, and that period of our time is, is quite stressful, it causes a bit of anxiety. Now, stress is going to come. Stress is also important um, for various reasons uh, and we can't remove it completely and neither would we want to. But when it's all-consuming, overwhelming and it takes over and it's very easy to do so and we've already maybe would experienced that for either short or extended periods or have seen other people who have been affected by that, like I said, 15.4 million working days lost. Um, and what's interesting is 15.4 million working days lost due to something that's in our minds. There's no physical, it's not 15.4 million days lost because I've fallen over and busted my ankle. It's not accidents, incidents, slips or trips or illness. As in physical illness, yes, there are physical manifestations of uh, the stressful thoughts that we have, but they are 15.4 million days lost due to our thoughts. Let's look at it that way. Because stress in its various form is something that sometimes seems that it's imposed on us, that it happens to us. It's something we have little control of. I'm in a stressful job. It's just the job. However, we have far more control over the situations like the one in Sam's story than we think. And the thing is, often this situation, you know, the Sam situation, creeps up on us slowly. Small things adding up, chipping away at our resilience and our professionalism and our personal effectiveness. And it grows and it kind of spreads, if you like, like a disease. But the point being is a lot of it is is created in our minds. It's created off the back of the way in which we perceive something. Okay, because consider this. It's not the situation that causes us stress. It is the meanings, the labels that we attach to the situation. It is those things that cause us stress. Now, some of those meanings and labels that we attach to the situations are kind of indoctrinated their 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 meanings that we share or have been imposed on us by our upbringing or our environment or this is just 
a stressful job. So I go into it thinking it's just a stressful job. It just me the way it is. But have a think of this. Let's look at something outside of our work. Why is it some people love roller coasters, other people hate roller coasters? Why do some people like watching horror movies, other people get really don't like watching horror movies? It's the exact same thing. And arguably in, in both, you can get hurt on roller coasters, but in both they are safe, yet the meanings that we attach to going on those things, the beliefs we have about those situations are the things that cause us fear or discomfort or stress. Let's look at our work. Why is it some people can thrive in certain work organisations, in certain situations in work, yet other people in the exact same situation will have an entirely different response or reaction? Because they've attached different meanings, different labels. Their beliefs about it are different. And this is the crunch thing and this is, was, was a key turnaround for me when I realised this. The beliefs, the meanings, the labels that we attach, we have control over. We can learn to unattach certain levels or reattach different labels, but it takes practice. Okay, some of those labels, some of those meanings are, are, are deep-seated. But with practice, with training, with shifts in perception, we can change the, the way in which we look at a situation. Therefore, reducing the stress of it, reducing the, or being able to manage or cope um, with the way it makes us feel. Feeling something entirely different. This is the thing for me, stuff that would have maybe previously caused me huge amounts of anxiety or huge amounts of procrastination or avoidance or fear or fear of looking like a failure or embarrassment or whatever I can now realize spot and then apply some tools some reasoning and some logic to it and attach a different meaning to it gain some clarity on the situation and realize actually it's not true possibly what I'm thinking that what I'm thinking isn't a fact it's only a belief and actually is it even true can I think of a, a different way can I think of other reasons why it might not be the case and be able to apply like I say fact and logic to it and that has a hugely calming effect even situations where I look at it and go and I think think is the optimum word there that I know what the potential outcome is going to be or I know how somebody is going to react when I go through various processes or apply various tools I am so often surprised at how wrong I was and how this new perception is actually far more accurate um, or at least as accurate as the other one so therefore I get to choose which one I want to believe but more often than not it's my original perception, belief or meaning or label I was attaching to the situation is just wrong. And that provides a load of calm. Because of the clarity I've now got on the situation, that calm leads to an increased confidence. That confidence leads to an increased, you know, productivity. Instead of avoiding it, I get on and do it. And because I'm getting on and doing it, I feel better. And so we, we shift from this downward compound spiralling effect into an upward one. We use these tools or I use these tools to create a pattern interrupt 
to break the habit of attaching the same meanings and labels that don't serve me. And there's various ways in which we can do that. Even the very words that we use. Oh, I'm really stressed today. Oh, this job is really stressful. You know, just using those. Every time you use certain words like that, chemical reactions will be triggered in the brain. Yep. Now, this may sound really simple, but I challenge you to do it today and see what difference it makes. Now, it might not make a huge difference in one day, so let's maybe do it for a couple of days. Certainly, if you're the kind of person that uses that narrative a lot, okay, my job's really stressful, I'm really stressed today. Or if somebody asks you, oh, you're right, it's quite stressful this, isn't it? Oh, quite stressed today. How are you doing? You feeling quite stressed today? Whatever it is. Anytime you hear the word stressed, flip it around and put challenged. Oh, it's quite stressful today, isn't it? And rather than you going, yeah, 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 it's quite stressful today. Yeah, environment today, yeah, the atmosphere today is quite stressful. What if we turned around and go, actually, yeah. Yeah, we've got some challenges today for sure. Got some challenges. Because the term challenge is a great replacement for the word stress. But challenge implies opportunity. It implies choice. Stress feels imposed, out of our control, uh, you know, just the way it is. But actually, if you go, right, oh, my job is so stressful. Turn it around. Oh, my job is so challenging. Sounds simple, but like I said, the word stress, stressful, will stimulate certain chemical and electrical responses in the brain, which will make you feel a certain way. Changing that around, catching yourself saying that, first thing is, is, is increase awareness of what we're saying, and then changing it to the word challenging, may sound ridiculously overly simple, and I bet most people will just go, yeah, that won't work, therefore you won't even try. Well, you won't know it will work or not unless you do try it. Forget the belief that it won't work. How about getting some hard evidence and trying it for one, two, three days, generate some evidence and then make a decision as to whether it works or not, rather than just attaching another label to something that actually doesn't serve you. And you can't tell me you don't have time or it's inconvenient to change literally one word for another because something as simple as that will first of all start to create a pattern interrupt and if you don't feel quite so anxious or quite so stressed then all of a sudden we can have a little bit more headspace that little bit more headspace leads to a little bit more confidence and so on and so on and we start to stack things in our favor rather than allowing things to stack up against us as in that sam story because here's the thing our, our stressful thoughts and our anxiety and, and all of the, the, the negative forms in which stress can, can show up, self-doubt, procrastination, avoidance, whatever, they can all be turned around. By making small, seemingly inconsequential changes consistently, it is possible to effectively and efficiently improve our personal effectiveness, increase our mental resilience, and which will have a result of a positive knock-on effect on how we show up at work and how we show up at home. Because we all know that 
that we might cope through the day and we walk, at ho uh, walk home and walk in the doors and who gets the brunt of our frustration? Yeah, friends and family. Those we care about the most, you know, we let down our guard and, and we, we dump it all on them. Not nice. Is this going to turn your life around and make everything perfect and rosy just by listening to one podcast and doing one thing? No. But what if it makes you feel better for 5% of your day, 10% of your day? Would that not be worth it? What if it gave you 15 minutes of calm? What if it made you feel better once in a day for changing a one word for another? For being able to catch yourself repeating certain narratives, which now you've gained some understanding that, you know, that can have an effect on the chemical electrical responses in your brain, which then transfers into your physical responses and you get a tight stomach and, and tight shoulders and so on which changes your body posture and the change in your body posture has a compound effect on how you think and how you think has an effect on your body posture and so it, it stacks against you. But, God, I'm really stressed. Hold on. No, I'm really challenged today. Challenges options. Let's have a look at what my options are today. And all of a sudden, just by saying that, your shoulders drop a little bit and you've broken the pattern. Try it, let me know how you get on. If you need more help, I'm sure you can figure out where to find me, okay? Is it stressful or is it challenging? Your choice as to what label you attach to it. Let's go do it. I'll catch you later.